baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 8 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. Wichita woman and son involved in police-involved shooting in Florida. We have the story. Crossing surge at the southern U.S. border. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. I'm Rodney Price. Sedgwick County commissioners discussed their agenda for the upcoming 2024 Kansas legislative session. That story is coming up. I'm KMSS, meteorologist and holiday. We have a disturbance tracking our way that will increase rain chances this afternoon and tonight. How long will that last and will we see a white Christmas? Our forecast is on the way. Police are investigating a shooting this morning in East Wichita around 1 a.m. Police were called to the 7700 block of East 32nd North. A woman was hospitalized in critical condition. And police say this is uh, uh, no danger to the public in relation to this shooting. A man was fatally shot by sheriff's deputies in Florida after he and his girlfriend placed a missing Wichita nine-year-old in a fire, believing that the boy was possessed by a demon. 30-year-old LaKenya Phillips and her son were reported missing from Wichita two weeks ago. She's now facing charges of child endangerment. Highlands County Sheriff Paul Blackman in Florida says Tuesday night, 39-year-old Richard Ham was found stoking a fire on the side of the road. When they found that the demon was not going to go away, that's when they started burning all of his clothes, all of the things that were there on the ground. Uh, and it was even witnessed that they tried to throw the child in the fire. Uh, to include throwing a blanket that was lit on fire over the child while he was in the fire. Ham struggled with deputies as they were trying to pull him away from that fire. They used a taser, but then Ham pulled the probes out of his body and hit a deputy in the head with a metal bar before being shot and killed by another deputy. The boy has now been placed in protective custody in Florida. Border patrols are increasingly overwhelmed by the number of migrants coming in from Mexico. Fox's Bill Malugan has the story from Lukeville, Arizona. We are currently averaging 10,000 migrant encounters every single day during the month of December so far. The numbers are startling and they are not slowing down. Another mass illegal crossing through a breach in the border wall. We saw hundreds of adults from all around the world crossing illegally, some of them with cell phones, taking selfies, uh, sending pictures back home, showing they've made it here to the United States. We actually had two guys from Afghanistan amongst this group, which crossed here illegally. Uh, also also caught up with a group of men from India who crossed illegally, had a chance to talk with them as well. The Biden administration is asking for Congress to approve money to fund border security and to come up with an immigration reform plan. Sedgwick County commissioners approving a draft for their 2024 legislative platform at yesterday's meeting. There are 23 items in all, which includes topics like Comcare, juvenile and adult corrections, property tax, suspended driver's license law, and the Sedgwick County Zoo. Commissioner Ryan Beatty said having in-person discussions with state legislators and the county's lobbying team 
has helped establish fruitful relationships. I think that we need to be very proactive and continually reaching out and bridging those gaps in communication and bringing these people to the building whenever we can to have these roundtables. I think that's the most effective way to get uh, not just their backing of our initiatives, uh, but also continue the relationship and move progress forward. The commission is expected to formally approve the platform at their first meeting of the new year on January 3rd. Rodney Price, KNSS News. President Biden was in Wisconsin yesterday to discuss his economic policies. Fox's Garrett Tenney reports from Milwaukee. While he was here, he was really trying to convince voters that his economic policies are working and making their lives better. The problem is voters just aren't feeling it. Nearly two-thirds of voters in the new Fox News poll said they disapprove of President Biden's handling of the economy, and nearly half said his economic policies have hurt them. Just 14 percent said they have been helped by those policies. The president spoke directly to black voters in Milwaukee, a key voting block for him, and one that hasn't been showing up to vote the past few elections here. But he's hoping his Bidenomics pitch will help change that. KNSS News Time now, 8.04, four minutes past 8 o'clock. Got our Minute with Mitch, Kansas City Chiefs preview coming up after sports in about 15 minutes. A semi-truck hauling liquid fertilizer rolls over in Harvey County. That story coming up on the KNSS Morning The KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted now, 8.08, eight minutes past 8 o'clock. A semi-truck hauling liquid fertilizer rolled over in Harvey County Wednesday afternoon at Highway 50 and Dean Street. Burton police say a car turned in front of the truck, causing the semi to try and avoid the car. The truck rolled on its side. There were no injuries. The Supreme Court in Colorado ruling former president and 2024 Republican presidential frontrunner Donald Trump cannot appear on the state's primary nor general election ballot. Fox's Jonathan Hunt with reaction from both sides of the aisle. As we wait to see whether his legal team asked the Supreme Court to overturn the Colorado court decision that because he encouraged insurrection, he is constitutionally ineligible to be on the ballot, President Biden weighed in, albeit in measured fashion. Now, whether the 14th Amendment applies, I'll let the court make that decision. But he certainly supported insurrection. No question about it. None. Zero. While Republicans challenging Trump for their party's presidential nomination were full-throated in support of the man they want to defeat at the ballot box. And the justices stayed their ruling until January 4th or when the U.S. Supreme Court issues its ruling. An Ohio prosecutor says he will not go back on his duty to prosecute a woman who had a miscarriage at her home in September. Dennis Watkins, a Trumbull County prosecutor, says he must pursue charges against Brittany Watts. After being told the child she was pregnant with would not be viable, she sought care at a hospital, saying she miscarried and the fetus was in a bucket at her home. Police found the fetus clogging a toilet. Watts was charged with abuse of a corpse based on a state law that forbids treatment of a human corpse in a way that will cause outrage. Watts' lawyer, Tracy Timko, says her client is being demonized. Watts has pleaded not guilty. Physicians groups are asking that criminal charges be dropped. Grinnell Scott, Fox News. The FBI investigating a South Carolina couple for racial discrimination after they set a cross on fire facing a neighbor's home. 
FBI spokesman Kevin Wheeler says 28-year-old Warden Evandir Butler and 27-year-old Alexis Page Hartnett face state charges of harassment. The couple, who are white, arrested and released on bond. Federal civil rights officials searching their Conway home as part of an ongoing investigation into allegations of racial discrimination. They're accused of setting up a cross and setting it on fire, facing the home of their neighbors, a retired black couple who recorded video over Thanksgiving weekend. The neighbors tell Horry County Police the harassment, which includes racial slurs, has become more frequent and threatening, explaining they're afraid the behavior may escalate beyond cross-burning. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. And now at KNSS News Time is 8-11, 11 minutes past 8 o'clock. Avoid the area or watch for a slowdown. We have an on-injury traffic accident near Maple and Seneca. And it's Maple and Seneca. Watch for the slowdown there. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. And now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. With cloud cover spreading into Wichita and south-central Kansas early on, moisture is on the increase today that will lead to some scattered showers this afternoon or high close to 60. Occasional rain tonight with some fog after midnight, tarlow near 50, partly cloudy 60 on Friday with rain chances Saturday and Saturday night. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Now cloudy 51 degrees at KNSS. 8.12 now, 12 minutes past 8 o'clock. Steve and Ted, of course, we are uh, in the planning stages of uh, getting a semiconductor plant at the Bel Air. Here just a few few miles from where we are right here. But they've been uh, getting a, wanting to have a battery plant at Pryor, Oklahoma. This is east of Tulsa, of course. And Pryor had a battery plant uh, that they thought was coming their way. Maybe that's not going to happen now. Fox News Radio's Jeff Bonasso has the latest for us on that. Good morning, Jeff. Hey, good morning to you. Yeah, Panasonic Energy, it's a unit of Panasonic Holdings, no longer considering Oklahoma uh, and that plant in prior, as you mentioned, as a candidate for a new electric vehicle battery plant. Uh, It follows the company's announcement in April that it was considering a third U.S. plant in the U.S. for battery manufacturing, the first in Nevada, the second in your state, after Governor Laura Kelly pushed the state legislature to approve that incentive package of about a billion dollars. Panasonic Energy saying that after careful deliberations that it's made the decision not to move forward with developing the site in Oklahoma, uh, that the decision will not impact operations uh, in Nevada and Kansas. So good news for your state, good news for Nevada. Um, The Oklahoma Department of Commerce saying, although it it was not engaged in any specific talks with Panasonic for the site, that it would look forward to future opportunities. Uh, Panasonic makes uh, Tesla EV batteries uh, and and others. And the decision comes, as we've talked about this for months and months, that EVs continue to pile up on dealer lots amid sluggish sales and lack of interest. Uh, and as almost 4,000 dealers in all 50 states have, have sent an open letter to President Biden urging him to slow down his rush to electrify the auto industry. Uh, those who have uh, who, who want a, a, an EV essentially already have one. And, um, you, you know, all polling indicates that that most Americans, about 90 percent uh, at this point, want to stick with gas combustion engines. Um, so that's a problem. If you build a massive plant uh, and your products are going nowhere because nobody's buying them, well, then, you, you know, you, 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 you're throwing money out the window. And I think that that's what we're seeing here. Um, but though asked wh- whether or not slowing EV demand impacted the company's decision, Panasonic 
Panasonic said that uh, you know it's going to continue to consider all possible also possibilities for uh, expanding its North American business. Um, so we shall see. You talked about uh, the the Kansas plant, and of course, we've got a semiconductor plant we're we're hoping is going to come online here. And you talk about creating some, you know, a couple of thousand jobs, but very well paying jobs, and and a, and a boost to any community and these communities all over America putting in their bids for these kinds of plants, not only electric vehicles and batteries, but but other kinds of manufacturing as well. Yeah, uh, and, and, you know, it's it's fantastic for jobs, though if you're not selling batteries, uh, you, you know, there's 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 no point yeah. to it because, you know, it's 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 just it, it's not worth it. I mean, as, as a company uh, to not be able to sell these, I mean, if you look uh, at, you know, tax credits uh, coming January 1, tax credits for EVs, uh, there are many EVs that are falling off the list. The Ford Mustang Mach-E is one of them. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, those are the prices that are being slashed, vehicles that are just not being sold. Uh, and, and, and so uh, the incentive is going away for many vehicles as well. And so um, luckily for Tesla, the most American-made vehicle, uh, according to Cars.com, in terms of you know its parts, its suppliers, all that kind of stuff, it's got to be American-made. Um, they they uh, they will be still you know uh, available. The, the seventy-five hundred dollar tax credit uh, will still be available for three Tesla models and. Uh, that's probably good for the folks who are working at Panasonic. Jeff, when it comes to uh, manufacturing, of course, we've got the aircraft industry here in Wichita, and all of the, the the bigger plants generate dozens of small uh, subcontractors. Have you uh, seen any reading on something like an EV plant or a battery plant? Would that do, do the same? Would that generate a, a few of those uh, those contractor jobs for other things? Well, sure, because you, you know you need you need all sorts of parts and, yeah. and other supplies to to feed these big, massive warehouses and plants where they manufacture them, and and perhaps there's opportunities there for smaller businesses to come in, smaller parts suppliers to come in, uh, and and be able to be a part of that mix, and it's always good for the economy, um, and and you know, but. Uh, you know, in the, the the option to have this in terms of uh, battery manufacturing in, in Oklahoma seems to be going by the wayside right now. But yeah, I mean, you got a massive operation. Of course, it's going to bring in, and not just that, but you know, restaurants, and gas stations. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, you know, in and around those operations. Jeff, hey, thanks for being with us. If we don't talk to you again, have a have a merry Christmas. We'll see you. See you. At some merry time. Christmas, my friend. You too. Uh, news Fox News Radio's Jeff Manasso this morning with Steve and Ted, and uh, of course they're just talking about that. Uh, battery plant Panasonic was going to put in prior Oklahoma. Apparently, it is not going to put it there. Eight eighteen now. Steve and Ted here on KNSS. It's sports time with Ted Woodward. Got a, a good sporting weekend shaping up. Not even tonight. talking about the weekend. We're talking about tonight. I'm, I'm looking ahead though. <laughs> Got a big game tonight yeah, big up game. in Kansas City, Missouri at the T-Mobile Center. It's a matchup between Wichita State and Kansas State. Both teams have the same record, eight and three. The Shockers have lost their last four meetings with the Wildcats. In fact, the last time the Shockers beat K-State was 22 years ago. This is the first time they've ever met on a neutral court. They've always met either in Wichita or in Manhattan. Tonight, it'll be at the T-Mobile Center in Kansas City, Missouri, all that does count as a home game for K-State as part of their schedule. And, of course, what a connection between the coaches. Wichita State head coach Paul Mills, K-State head coach Jerome Tang, they both coached for many, many years as assistants on the staff at Baylor. And Mike Kennedy, the play-by-play voice of the Shockers, talked with Coach Mills about that. 
from a technical standpoint, obviously all that time in a, a successful Baylor program had to have some influence on how you both approach the game. You've been a head coach longer. How, how similar would you say you are in the way you, you do things from what you see? Not similar at all. Really? Uh, yeah. Not, now, I will tell you, I, I'm sure he'll listen to this. Somebody on staff will tell him. <laughs> I watch their baseline OBs. They'll probably put in new ones. But um, I'm like, we've been running that one the same thing. <laughs> so there are some similarities on some things that we do. But I, I will tell you that he's his own guy and uh, uh, has done – kind of because of different personnel has done things differently than even what uh, he, he was experienced with at Baylor. But uh, in regards to what we do, not very similar at all. There you go. The Shockers in K-State tonight. FanDuel has Kansas State as a five-and-a-half-point favorite going into this game. All right, if you're a Shocker fan, you'll probably want to listen to Mike Kennedy and Bob Hole with the call at 6.30 this evening on 103.7 KEYM. If you're a K-State fan, you've got Wyatt Thompson with the call at 6.30 this evening, and that's over on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. And then the game will tip off at 7.30 tonight up at the T-Mobile Center in Kansas City, Missouri. Let's take a look at the NBA last night. The Cleveland Cavaliers win on the road in Utah, beat the Jazz 124-116. to Starting at forward for the Cavaliers, former Kansas State Wildcat Dean Wade made a three-pointer, also had seven rebounds. And starting at guard for the Cavaliers, former Wichita State Shocker, Craig Porter, getting his second career start in the NBA. And he filled up the stat sheet as he usually does. Six points, six assists, a career-high seven rebounds, a career-high three block shots. The Cavaliers have won three in a row. They're in the number six spot in the Eastern Conference. Happy birthday today to Jeff Lutz, the co-host of the Bob and Jeff Show every afternoon over on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. I've known Jeff Lutz a long, long time. Good guy, funny guy, makes me laugh. Jeff Lutz, happy birthday today on the Bob and Jeff Show on KFH. College bowling, the 36th annual collegiate shootout underway in Las Vegas yesterday with six qualifying games. Wichita State men and women are both in second place after those qualifying games. The Newman men are in first place. And Newman sophomore, Noah Akiona, with a 234 average, is in second place individually. That tournament will finish up today. That's sports with Stephen Ted on KNSS. 821 now, Stephen Ted on KNSS. Coming up, we've got this Hannity Morning Minute. Sean says the U.S. is giving money to the wrong people. That's coming up. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. H-I- Wichita's nationally recognized Marconi awarded radio show this is Stephen Tad on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS good morning Steve Fackintosh, Ted Woodward 830 on this Thursday morning 51 degrees Iranian backed Houthi rebels attacks on vessels in the Red Sea are causing some shipping companies 
to stop transiting the area. And that could translate into higher costs for all of us. Blair Robbins, who analyzes transportation for the Eisner Advisory Group, says the shipping disruptions will lead to us digging deeper to pay for consumer goods. Any disruption that you have in that region is going to have a you know, broad impact to the global supply chain and to the economy as a whole. Some of the different things that we see being impacted as a result of that are just increased in cost. The United States is forming a multinational force to address Red Sea security. More than 100 container ships have been rerouted from the Suez Canal to avoid the Houthi attacks. Gary Baumgarten, Fox News. A Kansas teacher arrested in Oklahoma, this following a sexual assault investigation. The Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation says 48-year-old Andrew Lackey was charged yesterday morning, and the court sealed the case, making specific charges unavailable. Following his arrest, Seward County Community College suspended Lackey from his position as welding technology instructor without pay, He's also been barred from campus. An Oklahoma judge rules that a man who wrongfully spent nearly 50 years in prison for murder is actually innocent. 71-year-old Glenn Simmons is now the longest-serving inmate to be declared innocent of a crime. He was released in July after prosecutors agreed that key evidence in his case was not turned over to his defense lawyers and was ruled innocent on Tuesday. His time in prison included initially being sentenced to death row, That sentence was reduced to life in prison, although Simmons maintained his innocence throughout his incarceration. In total, Simmons served 48 years, one month, and 18 days since his conviction, making him the longest in prison U.S. inmate to be exonerated. John Saucier, Fox News. The Department of Veterans Affairs joined forces with a sock maker and Veterans United Home Loans, donating more than 100,000 pairs of socks to veterans. When thinking about what homeless veterans need, a fresh and clean pair of socks probably doesn't come to mind. However, socks are one of the most commonly requested clothing items at homeless shelters. They're not only critical for good foot hygiene and health, but they can actually be an important boost to a veteran's dignity and feelings of self-worth. The Department of Veterans Affairs joined forces this fall with Bombas and Veterans United Home Loans to donate over 100,000 pairs of socks to veterans experiencing or at risk of homelessness throughout the country. The partnership began in 2016 when Bombas donated over 70,000 pairs of socks to veterans nationwide. With Veterans United joining the partnership in 2021, even more socks were able to be donated to homeless and at-risk veterans. Last year's donation was a high watermark at over 146,000 pairs donated. Former Sergeant Major of the Army and current Veterans United Military Advisor Daniel Daly said, It's heartbreaking to learn about our brothers and sisters who fall on tough times. And while this is just one small step toward their betterment, he adds that Veterans United is pleased to help support veterans who find themselves in difficult times. If you're a veteran or if you know of a veteran, who is homeless or at risk for homelessness, you're encouraged to call the National Call Center for Homeless Veterans at 877-4-AID-VET. That's 877-424-3838. This salute to service is brought to you by Jimmy's Family Diner, a Wichita tradition since 1987. We invite you to read more stories about veterans and active military Just search the menu on our webpage at knssradio.com. Dan O'Neill, 
KNSS News. And now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. We have some moisture spreading into Wichita and south-central Kansas that will lead to some rain at times today. The temperatures will continue to run above average all the way into early next week, although on Christmas Day we'll see slight chances of snow. Primarily, though, that is going to be to the west of us. Our high this afternoon near 60 with scattered showers, rain tonight and 50, clearing in 60 tomorrow. I'm KNSS meteorologist Ann Holiday. And uh, right now we have a cloudy sky, 51 degrees at a south wind at 12 miles per hour. Stevens in the morning, K- KNSS 8.50 now here on this Thursday morning. Three big things. Three. Which is a woman and son involved in an attempted exorcism. And police involved fatal shooting in Florida. Two. Sedgwick County Commission approves its state legislative platform for next year. 23 items. One. Illegal crossings are setting records at southern U.S. border. Thousands a day. Three big things. Steve and Ted on KNSS. Last couple of days, we've had some uh, road construction going on. This uh, road construction was on Kellogg, kind of uh, around Meridian and the Central Business District. Well, today, they're wrapping things up there but between 9 and 3 a.m you might be able to you might expect some lane closures and it's a westbound kellogg at meridian eastbound kellogg central business district traffic update from 98 7 and 1330 knss brought to you by joe Dubrava and carl's goodyear tire located downtown at market and waterman and now uh, 47th street south and broadway in the former kmart building there you can see it all at carlstire.com carl's goodyear your home for complete car care Cloudy with a 40% chance for rain later today and a high of 58 degrees. 60% chance for rain tonight, the overnight low 49. Friday becoming mostly sunny with a high of 59 degrees. Now cloudy and 51 degrees. You know what makes a great gift? Anything from the Monarch. Shop local for your whiskey lover with gift cards, apparel, and glassware. The Monarch, West Douglas in historic Delano. Stephen Ted and... The markets closed down yesterday, all three of the major indices. What's happening this morning, Ted? Well, trading's underway, and the Dow is up by 281 points right now. Bouncing back up. Yeah, S&P's up 39, and NASDAQ is trading up more than 148 points. Let's take a look at local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. A British airline buying more than 150 Airbus jets. EasyJet, which started in the mid-1990s, ordered 56 Airbus A320neo and 101 A321neo aircraft. The goal of modernizing the airline's fleet. More orders for Airbus aircraft mean more work in Wichita for Wichita-based Spirit Aerosystems. Spirit's plant in Scotland builds wing and edge components for the narrow jets. The plant in Northern Ireland builds parts for Airbus's A220. After 17 years in the role, Bel Air City Manager Ty Lasher has announced he will retire effective March 29th, a move that comes while the Wichita-based manufacturer Integra Technologies is poised to build a new $1.8 billion semiconductor facility in Bel Air. Lasher, who said he began discussions about his retirement in 2021, will be replaced by Ted Henry, Bel Air Assistant City Manager for the past three years. The recently appointed director of Botanica in Wichita is leaving and heading home to Austin, Texas. Dawn Hewitt served as director of the Wichita Garden for six months. She has accepted a position as director of development at Blanton Museum of Art at the University of Texas in Austin. That's according to a release yesterday from the city of Wichita. Hewlett's last day is uh, next week on December 27th. 
Back in July, Hewitt, the former director of operations at the Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center in Austin, Texas, replaced longtime Botanica director Marty Miller. He served in the position for 15 years. It's local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. The winter solstice is the shortest day and longest night in the year in the Northern Hemisphere, and it occurs annually between December 20th and December 23rd. The winter solstice is marked by the point at which the North Pole is at its farthest mm-hmm. from the sun during its yearly orbit around the sun. Yeah, if you look at the sun these days, it's pretty far to the south. Yeah. Winter begins at 927 this evening, our time. Yay! Winter will be here. The days start getting longer. Mm. It's that, uh, Starting tonight. All right. It's 855 now, Steve and Ted here on KNSS. And, uh, of course, tomorrow is Friday. That's going to be our last uh, Steve and Ted show before Christmas on Monday. <gasps> Ooh, and right. uh, we got a lot of fun things going to happen tomorrow. But Mitch Holtis is going to be with us tomorrow. Yeah, and uh, we got some other things to talk about. A lot of talk. We'll talk about Christmas, and and it should be. A, I'm uh, sure we will. A fun show, getting that Christmas spirit. I'm starting to get starting to get the mood. Yeah, really, the Christmas spirit as we go into the the last weekend before Christmas, the weekend of Christmas. And of course, just a reminder, we got the Chiefs on Christmas Day at noon. Yeah. Taking on the Raiders. Yeah, Monday at noon, Christmas Day with the Chiefs. Right right here on KNSS. Coming up, we got the Glenn Beck program here. Also, top of the hour news at 9, crossing surges, setting records at the southern U.S. border. If you missed any of today's show or just want to listen again, go on the Odyssey app. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for Glenn Beck, the Dana Last Show, and news updates all day. Steve is head of the morning on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.